Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Rumblings, Podcast 283. This time I talk a little bit about SteamWorld Heist, and then I'll probably ramble a little bit about some thoughts I've had sort of considering if I wanted to or did not want to play Destiny 2, because I have uh, come to the conclusion that I would certainly like to. But that's all I have for this time. Hopefully you'll enjoy the show. So as part of a donation I got uh, between the last podcast and this one, somebody sent me a key for the SteamWorld Heist game uh, on PC for Steam. It is also out for iOS, PlayStation 4, and Vita, the Wii U, and the 3DS. So it's out for a lot of things. I'd actually been considering getting it uh, for my tablet for quite a while now, basically ever since I got it. But it's always been a little bit too pricey for me for a mobile game. Looking at the price these days, it looks like it's around 5 bucks, which isn't super terrible, but that's still quite a bit more than I'd like to pay for a mobile game. And on Steam, it looks like it's about 15 bucks, so a little bit more expensive for PC than for mobile. SteamWorld Heist is a science fiction game where you are playing basically as a crew of sort of steampunkish kind of robots. You are going through randomized levels, and you have specific goals for each level. So I think that even though it's randomized, you know, because you have those specific goals, I think it's going to be pretty similar when you play the level uh, either multiple times or, you know, if you go through it uh, on a different playthrough. You can start the game at one of five difficulty levels, I think it is. And for each level you play through, you can apparently change the difficulty before going into that map. I'm playing at the default setting, which was experienced. And I based that on the fact that I am, you know, an experienced gamer and I've done uh, strategy games before, uh, not necessarily experienced in this game. But being the default setting, I figured that's probably pretty safe for an experienced gamer. The graphics are, I guess you could say, stylized in sort of a graphic novel style. It does look like somebody's drawn sort of these little robots in a spaceship, and that's what the sort of view of what you see looks like. The music is very sparse, and once you get into the level and combat, they get repetitive really, really, really quickly because they're just small little tiny bits of music, and then they repeat quite frequently. I would guess this is because it was on lesser um, storage intense systems like tablets and mobile, so they wanted to keep the specs really low. So I would guess that is probably why uh, the songs are just kind of snips and they're very repetitive. As part of this strategy mechanic, you have two actions per turn, and that is basically you can move and then you can shoot. And I believe you can do that in any order. 
uh, for any character. I did just get one weapon uh, just before I stopped playing today where it said I could not shoot after I moved. So that has been the only limiting factor so far outside of uh, one certain kind of class of robot does get the ability that it gets like bonus damage if it sits still and then shoots as kind of like a sniper bonus thing. But I mean, it's not critical to use that. Uh, it is certainly very helpful, but it doesn't like force you to play in a particular style. It's just like this is the character that does a little bit extra damage if he sits still first. So you kind of play in your strategy around that. But I mean, that's no more or less true of any other uh, classes which have, you know, certain abilities. When actually trying to make a shot, there is a little bit of a strategy in that shots will kind of ricochet off of hard surfaces. And your character does sort of bop around. They're doing sort of that breathing animation where they're kind of moving a little bit this way or that. So there is a little bit of timing involved in when you shoot, which is kind of a lot easier with the uh, main captain character because she has a uh, laser target on her weapon so you can see like where the shot's going to go. And it is certainly not as bad as some games I've seen use this mechanic. Some games you just like want to rage quit because... You know, it just moves at the wrong time, and then your shot's, like, way off. Usually with this, you're pretty close to uh, where you intend to shoot. So that does make it a little bit um, more action-y and more fun to play, outside of just, you know, it goes exactly where you target it each time. In many of the levels, there is sort of a timer, and it will count down until uh, the alert status changes. And it's basically kind of moving your characters along because the bad guys will just keep spawning forever. So it's like you want to get to this goal, uh, you know, before this timer runs out. And if you don't make it, then the alert level will increase and bad things will happen. Like more bad guys will spawn or turrets will pop out and sort of defend the ship. So it does kind of keep you moving along uh, quite well. I actually kind of like the mechanic even though it can make... A lot of trouble if you start getting into those higher alert levels, but it does force you to move along and not just sort of, you know, farm up the level and just go as slow as possible. I like it quite a bit so far. I've only played about three hours. When I did get to the first boss, it was quite hard the first few times I tried, and I, I wiped like several times trying to beat him. But then I adjusted and I played a little bit smarter, a little bit more carefully, and I got through him. And it wasn't too bad. And again, since I have only played about three hours, I'll probably talk about this a little bit more in the future. But if you're into strategy-based games, especially ones that have a little bit more uh, random elements to them, so they're not, you know, pure uh, numbers and strategy, you know, there's a little bit of action, there's a little bit of mystery and what the level is going to be like, I would say you might want to check this one out. So I have a little bit of rambling thoughts for Destiny 2, which is still quite a ways away. Even for consoles, it's in September, which is not super long. It's actually, you know, like four months. Uh, it's kind of like, surprise, here it comes. 
I mean, everybody knew it was coming, but, you know, usually with the game, they want more like, you know, eight plus months worth of time to sort of get the hype up and get people excited. Four months uh, seems a little short. Seems kind of curious why they did that. And they have said we will hear more news at E3, uh, which I don't remember when E3 is, but I think it's pretty soon. I don't think it's, it's too far in the future. But I thought more about what it was with Destiny 1 that disappointed me, and it was kind of a combination of a few things. One of the big things was I didn't like how all the content was very static and how there wasn't very much content. It's like if you went through an area, you'd be like, oh, there's going to be a guy there, there, there. It was very predictable. And again, you know, not a lot of content, uh, plus that factor makes things kind of repetitive very quickly. However, uh, when going back and actually looking at my characters in the record, it looks like I've played uh, almost 500 hours. I think it was about 480-something hours in total. So obviously, I didn't mind too much because that's like the third highest uh, number of hours played in you know all of my gaming history. And pretty much only MMOs go over about 50 hours or so. Mass Effect Andromeda, I did get up to like 95 hours, but that's like really, really high for a single-player game. So obviously, with, uh, you know, almost 500 hours played, I did like it uh, certainly enough to be worth that uh, price I paid for the first one, and a good indication that it would be worth it for the second one. The other factor about the first one that kind of made me very hesitant on if I should get the second one or not. Kind of really doesn't have a whole lot to do with the game directly. For those who've been following my podcast uh, for years, uh, this would have been about three years ago, I guess, that this happened. After that first year was sort of coming to a close, I think in the last three or four months of that year, I had joined for a couple of friends uh, to play with and I got into their guild, which was very tiny. And pretty quickly, once their guild got solid, they were doing all of the special things, like, all the time. And so when I would come on, they're like, oh, we've already done this stuff. And so they kind of abandoned me and stopped playing stuff with me. And so I was left with the single-player content uh, that I could do by myself. Or, you know, I was forced to go to outside uh, sources to find groups and stuff, which... I, I don't know, I don't like to do that, so I never did that. So really it was kind of those people um, who let me down and their their guild by extension, who I, I never really did much with any of them uh, without my two friends around. So I never really made any connections with that. So I'm thinking, well, if I'm going to play on the PC, and they're going to be on PlayStation 4 still, that wouldn't be an issue. I would just assume I'm not going to be with them and not worry about that. In addition to that, there was a bunch of news at the Destiny 2 uh, sort of reveal thing that happened that said they're kind of going to work a lot on an LFG system to kind of prevent this from happening. They're going to have a system for uh, guilds to look for players for the more important things, like they have a raid they're doing, they have six slots for the raid, Maybe that clan only has, like, you know, four people, and they need two more people. There's going to be a system in place where 
people like me can say, hey, I am looking for this kind of content. And it will say, hey, cool, here are all the guilds uh, currently doing that content looking for players. And then I can go through and look at sort of a brief description of that guild. It says, hey, we're this kind of guild. This is what we're about. And hopefully, you know, find a match uh, sort of in personality style to some people that would uh, match with me, at least for that one time. And then it's uh, Bungie's hopes that, you know, people who do find matches and they find good people, you know, maybe join that guild. So that, uh, to me, kind of gives me a lot of hope that, you know, maybe uh, as a single player, you know, if I decided to stay a single player, I could constantly find, you know, people to do that more important uh, big stuff with. And, you know, maybe uh, find some friend people who have, you know, similar interests and do some lesser stuff with, you know, the quests and the regular, uh, you know, just like small, tiny group, two or three person content uh, and do that. So I am very excited for Destiny 2. The rumors are that the PC launch is going to be after console launch. So sometime after September, I would guess they're probably going to try and be out by Christmas. But who knows, they haven't really said anything on uh, what kind of delay difference there would be. And even though that is, uh, you know, four plus months to as far as six plus months for me, you know, there is still the question of how would I get it? Uh, I don't currently have any money. And if I did get it, you know, could this old laptop run it? Because it is a lot less powerful than current generation stuff. And I don't think this would be uh, an easy game to run. So I don't know. A lot of variables, a lot of questions. But I do think um, as something to look forward to that I might enjoy quite a bit. Uh, I do think I would like to get it. And I think uh, when the option is available, I would like to get that uh, pre-ordered as soon as possible. So I can have that, uh, you know, for sure to look forward to. But there is a lot of news about it now. Uh, it was announced about a week ago. So there is the, I guess right around an hour uh, long presentation that talks all about it. Shows off some gameplay. Shows off the new classes. They've tweaked them quite a bit. So if you are into that, there is tons and tons and tons of news. And lots of people talking about all the things. Though really, there hasn't been a lot of chatter about uh, stuff that wasn't in the presentation probably get a lot more of that kind of stuff at E3. But if you were into Destiny 1, uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Maybe I'll uh, link their presentation video in my uh, show notes uh, for people to check out. From the newsroom. So there's a little bit of news this week. Darkest Dungeon, the Crimson Court, downloadable content is now out for all the things. And Morrowind for Elder Scrolls Online is coming up very soon on June 6th. And that's it for the news. Ahoy there, and welcome to the treasure chest. We gather to thank those who surrendered booty to the rabbit. I'm sure we can all agree we love a little booty now and then. Ha ha ha! The following be all the rapscallions that donated their booty. We do be thinking Stephen B. and Sean R. 
for the most generous donations. Three cheers for donations. Hip hip arr. Hip hip arr. Hip hip arr. So that's it for this podcast. Things are still super sad and super worrisome in money. I got some donations, so I'm a little bit okay on gas for the moment. But that will run out probably pretty quickly. So that is super sad and worrying. And of course, I don't have money for um, smog or car registration coming up. uh, Sort of in the middle uh, slash late July. So that's not super critical yet, but it is uh, big enough and soon enough that I am very worried about that. So I am super, super worried, and any donations are super great and really appreciated. Even though my back is currently kind of stressing out and feels like it's going to snap all the time from all the stress, I am emotionally fairly happy, I guess. there's there's a lot of news about Destiny 2 that has me very excited for that. And even though I can't afford that or the Elder Scrolls Online expansion, which is coming out in a few weeks, uh, you know, that's a lot of stuff to look forward to uh, when I do get a little bit of money and leeway. Provided I can get past, uh, you know, these other hurdles. So emotionally, I, I do have a little bit more hope uh, than I have been lately with things to look forward to. But I'm still very worried and uh, super stressed out about everything all the time, which is pretty terrible. But I try to hang on and uh, focus on the good things, uh, you know, things to look forward to and things I do still have in my life. And I don't know what I'll talk about next time. Hopefully I'll have something cool to talk about. But hopefully I'll see everybody then. Okay, thanks. Bye. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. 
I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright Eric Stryker using a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Derivatives License 2017.